Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board certified interns. Founder at drbarepierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Michael Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we have Dr. Kimberly, who is the author of Still MD. She's actually co author of Still MD. Uh, the other co author, Dr. Nina, unfortunately, could not be on uh, this week's episode, but you can catch Dr. Nina on episode 133 because uh, she is the IMG coach. She's a phenomenal person as well, but we couldn't get her on this week due to some scheduling issues. But Dr. Kimberly uh, uh, did more uh, than enough to kind of satisfy, you know, our, you know, mission as far as trying to highlight uh, this amazing duo on why, you know, they wrote the book, what was their motivation. And, you know, for those who may not be aware of the book, this is a an amazing book of two uh, women's journey on their route uh, to become attending physicians. And I suggest, highly suggest uh, you pick this up, whether you're a pre-med student, uh, whether you're a medical student, whether you're a resident or even attending. And even if you have a friend who may be interested in medicine, uh, this is definitely a book to pick up. And again, uh, the links will all be in the show notes uh, for that. Uh, Dr. Kimberly, she's a board certified ER physician, and she's going to give uh, all of the uh, the the, the backstory of the ups and downs as she was going uh, through her journey uh, to become a physician today. So I'm just excited to have them here. Remember, if you have not had a chance, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and let us know how we are doing uh, on this amazing week here uh, with Dr. Kimberly. And if you stay to the end, not all the way to the end, but if you stay to the end, almost there, you'll get a chance to uh, get a discount on their new book, Still MD, that which will be an autograph signed copy. So uh, remember to pick that up. So get ready for another amazing episode here on the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. This podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store, living out the motto, Empower Yourself for Better Health. At the store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, coffee mugs, even wristbands, and more. For a limited time, you can get 10% off your next purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. That's EMPOWER10, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-10. Just go to shop.drbayerpr.com to pick up your purchase and get 10% off today. And remember, 50% of your purchases will be donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, a nonprofit organization for high school students. All right, Lunch and Learn community, you just heard another amazing introduction uh, by an author of a book that I had the, um, the blessing, right, to uh, get a nice little personalized copy for myself. I still cop the digital copy, right, but I had the blessing uh, being able to cop that book. And uh, it was a book that I think as a program director of an internal medicine program, one who's responsible not only taking care of medical students, taking care of residents, and I have a lot of mentees who are wanting to go into this this world we call medicine. Um, it was such a refreshing book uh, to give that perspective that we typically don't see all the time, right? Like I think a lot of times we run into this a scenario that 
like you guys see, and I've, I'm pretty sure you've seen the, the, the memes where you see this glacier and this beautiful looking glacier, but you don't see all of the hard work uh, on the bottom. And uh, this book, Still MD, talks a lot about the hard work that took it so that you can see this beautiful glacier. And uh, we had the opportunity, right? We had Dr. Kimberly, who is going to uh, get us uh, right, right, and kind of get our mindset together, right? Because that's really the most important thing, right? Uh, the mindset. And that's what I, I was able to take away from this book, um, having such a mindset that needs to uh, persevere uh, in, in the face of a lot of issues um, that can come when you're signing up to want to be a physician. So again, uh, thank you for taking the time out for Blessing Lunch Learning Community. Um, you know, and uh, we're, I'm just ready, ready, ready to pick your brain because I got a lot of questions already. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for being on. And shout out to my co-author, Dr. Nina Loom. Um, unfortunately, she couldn't be on this podcast with me today. She is taking care of a family emergency, but I could not have done this book without her. Um, she's everything. So shout out to Dr. Loom. And she's also being on your podcast as well. She yes. was episode 133, I 133, believe. 133, 133, my IMGs. Uh, and I had the opportunity uh, to be on her, um, you know, YouTube show, uh, which was, and we got amazing, crazy, crazy response uh, from it. So yeah, we, you know, Dr. Loom is uh, definitely uh, a person who we love here in the lunch learning community, especially with all the gems that she was able to bring uh, for us uh, right on episode 133, guys, remember LLP 133, uh, if you want to catch uh, that episode. Oh, all right, Kim, can you, before we get you know, to the nitty gritty about this book, right? Tell people about yourself because I got a lot of people who love to speed right through um, uh, the, the introduction. Even though, I, even though I lay it out beautifully, I try to go through it quickly. They still like, they want to go right to this main talk, right? Tell, tell people about yourself, who you are um, and how, how, where you at. Obviously, I, I, we're actually talking to you again, Lunch Learning Community. That's why I always want, that's why I always profusely thank my, my guests who come on the show because I know a lot of times I'm snatching them uh, during their relaxed time. We're actually getting her right when she's coming from work. So uh, tell them about yourself, who you are, and uh, why you're so amazing. Why I'm so amazing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, we set the bar high here. We set the... That's pretty high. <laughs> yes. That's pretty high. Um, so my name is Dr. Kimberly Brown. I am an emergency physician and a public health professional. Um, long story short, I was born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, I left Milwaukee to go to Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee for undergrad. Um, I've always wanted to be a doctor. I'm sure there's plenty of people that can say that. And I actually came into Fisk wanting, of course, to become a physician, knowing that I wanted to be pre-med. And I actually gained an acceptance in the Fisk-Meharry Joint Program. So that is a partnership that Fisk University and Meharry Medical College in Nashville have with each other that um, when you get accepted to the program at your second year, I'm sorry, second semester of your freshman year, then you get to go over to Meharry a year early. But that, of course, was contingent upon getting a certain score on your MCAT. So if I remember, because we're still doing two-digit scores. I know there's three-digit scores now. Um, I think like, oh, my God. No, that's old. Yeah. No, they're doing three-digit <laughs> scores now. It's, I'm, it's, I'm, out to, I'm out to loop, y'all. I, pro- I apologize. It's crazy <laughs> out here. So, um, so I think that score was a 24. Um, did well in undergrad. No problems, really. Got a really great GPA. But the MCAT. So um, needless to say, I had to give up my, my seat at Meharry. 
and kind of pursue some other things. So I ended up going to the University of Florida um, for my master of public health degree. And my concentration was in public health management and policy. I ended up spending some time in Washington, D.C., um, doing my final project um, there with a really great nonprofit organization called Research America, um, and got to kind of hobnob with the leaders of the CDC, NIH at the time. It was a really, really great opportunity. Um, and so right before I graduated from the University of Florida, I ended up getting accepted through Ross um, University School of Medicine. Um, I took the MCAT about three times and I never did well on it. My grades were stellar. I was doing awesome in my, my coursework, but just the MCAT couldn't, I just couldn't get over it. I just couldn't, I just couldn't do well on it. I don't think if I took it now, even as a physician, I probably oh, I, wouldn't do oh. well on it. Well, it'd be, um, it'd be some, it'd be some humbling experiences if you, if you took physicians, uh, to take that MCAT. Man, very humble. Um, very humble beginnings, I'm telling you, to kind of remember those days. Um, so Ross was the only school that gave me an opportunity. And so for your listeners that don't know, Ross University School of Medicine was originally in Dominica, West Indies. Um, now it is in Barbados, um, West Indies. And so I had a few friends that were there that I knew from undergrad or from other schools across the country. They went to different undergrads, but then they all ended up at Ross. So I remember when I was kind of considering applying because Caribbean schools um, can, can, can kind of have a bad rap mm-hmm. um, and people can kind of side eye you for going to a Caribbean school. And I knew that um, I sit, sat down and had a long Skype conversation with one of my really good friends. And she really convinced me that, you know, Ross could be the place where I could really fly. And so Ross accepted me. Shout, shout out to the friend. Shout out to that friend. Yes. Shout out to Nakia Goforth. Um, I really appreciate her for doing that for me. Um, so, so yeah, so Ross accepted me. And in January 2011, actually literally New Year's Day, I took off from Milwaukee and headed to Dominica. And the rest is kind of history. I ended up matching at my number one program, which is um, UT Memphis, University of Tennessee, Memphis, for emergency medicine. Um, I was part of the very first class of emergency medicine mm, graduates. I love it. I love it. Isn't, and it was dope. It was a great experience. And I'm still here in Memphis. I love the population here. I love serving people of color. Um, this is a needed, underserved, severely underserved area and community. So... I've been here for the last couple of years. I graduated in 2018 and never looked back. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, I, we're definitely going to get into your business on all kind of aspects of your life, especially kind of going, going, going from pre-med you to attending you. So when, when you decided, right, like, hey, you know what? I have a book in me, right? Like, and that's always, it's always a question. I love, I love the, you know, you know, kind of quiz my authors, right? When they, when they do write a book, especially my physician authors, when you were like, you know what? I do have a book in me. Like what, what was that process? Like, wait, what was, what was the, the mindset that said, you know what? I have a book in me and I, I need to get it out to the people. So let's backtrack just a little bit. Um, as soon as I graduated from residency, I, I got, this urge to say like what is next like your whole life you always wanted to be a doctor right and then 
you you look back and you're sitting at your your residency graduation and you have the certificate in your hand saying you are an attending physician you are eligible to be board certified in emergency medicine you got the md you had all this stuff so i kept finding myself saying okay that's great you did it now what's next like you mm-hmm. checked off one big checklist on your life um or check mark on your life. So what do you do? So I ended up um, working with a couple of coaches. Um, one was a media coach and one was a business coach. I think we have the same business coach, Dr. Dreon Burke. Oh, shout out to Dr. Dre. Yes. yes. So I yes. ended up working with him um, right when I was finishing residency and starting my, my first year as an attending. And um, between him and my media coach, the two of them honestly put, gave me the mindset that I could actually write a book. Like, you have plenty to say. So I started off with um, last year, almost a year ago now, uh, May 20, 2018, or so, I'm sorry, 2019, I wrote um, my first book, which is It's an Emergency, Understanding the What, How, and Why of Your ER Visit. And I like to think of it as a love letter to patients. Meaning, um, I remember there was a time in college that I had something wrong. I knew it was an emergency because it was, I was kind of dealing with it for some time. And I, I, I was a college student. I didn't have a primary doctor. And so I just figured, mm-hmm. oh, well, Meharry's across the street. I'll just go over there to the ER and figure out what's going on. And kind of ended up getting the turnaround, like saying, well, your condition is an emergent. You need to go see your primary doctor. Okay. So I went to another ER and was basically told the same thing. And I just didn't understand the process and didn't understand what was happening to me. So I said, well, if now it took me all these years to kind of understand what's going on, what about the people that are walking through the doors now that I'm actually serving? They need to understand what's going on behind the scenes. And I think the more information that you have, the more comfortable you can be. Um, most people don't want to come to the ER. This is the last place that they want to be. Um, and if you are in the ER, it's usually one of the worst days of your life because mm-hmm. something has usually gone catastrophically wrong. So having the knowledge of what's actually going on and who is helping you, what we're doing, why this is happening can be a sense of comfort. So I wrote that book to try to, try to give back to other people what I felt like I needed. So with that same momentum, I ended up meeting Dr. Nina Loom at a conference, Women in White Coats. And so um, I remember she had a really cute outfit on. And I remember I pulled her aside. I was like, oh, my gosh, you look so cute. (laughs) And we got to talking and I saw her Instagram. I was just like, oh, girl, you're like an influencer. Um, And so we got to get to know each other. And then I found out she was going to Momentum in Medicine. And so fast forward to Momentum in Medicine, we're both at the conference, I'm sitting in a session, and all of a sudden, it just drops into my head, I need to write a book about being a Caribbean medical student. There's so many Caribbean medical students that are out there that feel like they can't make it, they don't have mentorship, they don't have leadership, they don't have guidance, they want to pursue competitive fields like emergency medicine or different types of surgical subspecialties, but they don't have that support from their schools. And so why not me as someone that has gone through the process, why can't I do that? And I'm like, oh, well, let me team up with Nina because 
she's the IMG coach and she does this all the time. It would be so powerful if we combine our stories together. So I ended up finding her at the next break and we talked about it and we just started to getting to work on it. Um, we, you know, went back and forth. We both knew, you know, kind of the book writing process because we both had a book under our belt. And so she hadn't self-published it directly, but I had self-published my book. So we were learning from each other. She had a lot of marketing um, expertise, especially on social media platforms. So I learned a lot from her. Um, it just, it just worked. And I, I, so I love, I love how you can just, you can just see how like that just gel coming together. And yes, it was, it was great. It was a great, great, great process working with her. Um, and so that's how still MD was created and we launched it January of 2020. Um, we've had a great amount of feedback. Everybody loves the book. We're so excited about it and we have plans to do more <laughs> once this coronavirus gets itself under control. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we, that's just kind of how it, um, got sparked. But I would say it started off with someone that spoke into me saying, yes, you can do this and no, you do have talent and yes, you do have to, you have something to say for me to realize that I do have something to say in the meantime. And what what I love about the book is that, and we, I kind of referenced it before is that it does not give the typical um, cookie cutter, you know, work hard, study hard, you'll make it right. It doesn't do that. Right. Which is a story that I feel, especially, especially in the forms world, right. The, the, the student doctor.net world where that's what most people see, right? All they see is this person that, oh, all you got to do is get your straight A's and get your whatever that uh, good score is on the MCAT and you'll be 100% fine. Um, but this book says, no, no, no. Like there, there's, some, there's some steps along the way. And we're not saying that you can't get to that same destination, uh, but your route, right, may be a little different. And, and I love being able to kind of, kind of follow both of you guys' journey uh, along this route. Uh, that you're getting to the point when you are attending and you are writing this book uh, for a population of people who 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 really need uh, to see like that that type of journey is possible as well. Because because you know you know as students we're very narcissistic right we think we're the only ones experiencing something right and if we're going through a trial or a tribulation we think that we're the only one who's ever experienced it uh, in to become a physician. And being able to see kind of two powerful people uh, get together, say, no, no, no. Like we had some ups, we had some downs, uh, but look how we did it. Look how we navigated. It was definitely uh, a great theme that I love pulling from the book. Well, thank you. And I, and I will say this, like the, my part really kind of starts off like I almost didn't even get to yes. the island. Can, can, like. Let's, can we, and, we, and, we, and, I, and that's literally got, a, I got a question on that. Like what, like, like before, before we were even medical student, right? Like the pre-med you was trying to stop you from getting to there. Like that was yeah. like, like, what, what was that? And, and kind of, kind of give a lunch learner, listen, especially those who haven't caught the book yet, a, a little glimpse of like, what, like what was going on that, that process of just getting to the school. So, okay. So, Backtracking just a little bit. So I was accepted to Ross for the January 2011 semester. I had originally applied for the um, September 2010 semester, only to find out that they were changing the curriculum and they wanted a, quote, certain type of student to start going through that curriculum. They were going from 
I don't even really know what to call it to an organ based system, which was, I was the second group to go through. Um, but they kind of wanted people with a little bit higher GPA, a little bit higher MCAT scores to go through that side. So I had to figure out what in the world I was going to do with my time. So I got a job because um, I had a public health degree. I had a master's degree, but I did not tell them that six months um, I was going to be leaving to go to another country. <laughs> So that was one thing. And then, so once I got everything straightened out, I shipped stuff down to the island. I got my plane tickets on a now defunct discount website, which I highly don't recommend anyone do. Um, Now it's much easier to get down to the Caribbean. Um, Then, so my flight pattern was from Milwaukee to... New Jersey. And then I had some time in New Jersey. I spent some time with my family. And then I had a overnight flight from New Jersey to Trinidad. And then I was supposed to take the flight from Trinidad to Dominica. So when I got to Trinidad, I had several messages on my phone to please call the now defunct travel website because they had an important message to to tell me. I'm like, well, I'm overseas. I'm broke. I don't have a lot of savings. I didn't spend all this money buying this plane ticket, moving all this stuff down here, all of these things. Like I've spent all this money. I don't have any money to pay a phone bill. I put my phone on hold. It was, it was a whole thing. So I ended up walking around the airport like, okay, well, I'm trying to find my, you know, my airline. I can't even find my airline. And Trinidad's airport is only so big if anyone's been there. So I keep walking back and forth like, okay, maybe I'm tired. Maybe it's around the corner. I'm missing it. No, turns out it wasn't even there. And they just went out of business. Wow. Just out of thin air. And they didn't refund me my money or anything. So I was stranded and I was calling a customer service line um, and spending time on hold. So that's racking up my long distance bill because I'm in the Caribbean and I did not have minutes. That's that's a long time ago, y'all. You can't do <laughs> <laughs> you can't do minutes like you do now. Um, and so I I just I didn't know what to do. I had a huge fight with my mom right before I left. Mm-hmm. I couldn't call her and I just I didn't have the money and I didn't have anybody to call. So I was a typical millennial and I just put on Facebook, I am stranded in Trinidad. Like I have no money. (laughs) And so my aunt actually messaged me and I ended up calling her. I I sacrificed the minutes again and I called and I told her what was going on and she rescued me. She bought me a $400 ticket on Liet, which is still in business um, from Trinidad and, um, and Tobago to Dominica, but it would be for the next day. Um, I was able, I did have some money to get into a bed and breakfast. So they were able to transport me from the airport to the bed and breakfast. And I had um, a meal or two there. So at the end of the day, my family, my aunt came through for me. And so if it wasn't for me speaking out like, oh my God, I'm stranded. What do I do? Um, Heck, I might still be in Trinidad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and what what I loved about that is that, uh, especially because you kind of talk about com- some of the family dynamics and the work dynamics uh, prior to even going uh, to uh, 
to to the school, right? Which is a, in a totally different country, right? Right. And and it was it's so similar to a lot of people who who again, and I'm not sure most people realize uh, some of the investments that we have to make, uh, not only time wise but financially, even to say I'm a medical student, right? Even to even to get to that point, right? There's this huge financial um, you know ramification that occurs that. Uh, if if we're not prepared for it, we can't even obtain it, right? So again, it's just one of those things where, like, again, you're you, you wake up, you're elementary school, middle school, thinking I want to be a doctor, and you don't even realize all of these things that are kind of in your way that are just kind of waiting for you. Uh, so I think it was a great play at kind of seeing like, wow, yep, family, you know, maybe there, may not be there, right? Um, money maybe there may not be there right uh, <laughs> but yeah like, it, was, it but, was definitely not there unfortunately <laughs> in my circumstance <laughs> but like I, I still gotta go right like I still gotta go uh to um uh, my place because I still want to be a doctor right and again that's where again I, I keep replaying my mind still MD, still MD, because I'm still like that that's my goal that's what I try to do like I, I can't unfortunately let steps that um has stopped a lot of people right I'm pretty sure uh, me and you both know people who, uh, when we were pre-med, who wanted to be a um, a doctor, but are not doctors now, right? Because they wouldn't go the extra mile, right? They wouldn't leave the country, right? They wouldn't take that MCAT score over again, or they wouldn't take it at all. So um, you and I, I just like seeing you, especially your story, to see you kind of climb over the hill over and over and over again. Uh, it, it was definitely inspiring. Well, thank you. And honestly, that is why uh, Dr. Nina and I decided to call the book Still MD, um, because for a couple of reasons. One, thank you for bringing that out, is that after every hurdle that you've had to go through, at the end of the day, you still are a doctor. You still are an MD or a DD uh, or MBBS or a DO, whatever. Um, whatever circumstance you had to overcome or circumstances that you've had to overcome, at the end of the day, you are still a doctor and you still command a certain level of respect no matter how you got to your medical degree, whether you went to Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Ross, AUC, some no-name medical school in another country that I don't know of. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Like We still are all physicians that are here to serve our people and our population. Um, but two, it's, it's really about instilling pride and inspiration in students of all backgrounds, whether you go to a Caribbean school and a, a U.S. school, and like I said, or international school, it doesn't matter. Um, we are all have different paths and different journeys, but you have to remember what the goal is. And if you see the cover of our book, it looks really beautiful. It's got, got, got a beach in the background. It's a play on going to a Caribbean school. But at the same time, you know, our, 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 some routes are a little bit more scenic than others. <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the day, we just want you to really be inspired and empowered that no matter where you are in your journey, whether it's pre-med, you're, you're stuck at your MCAT or you're about to take step one or what have you, that you can find some inspiration from the book. And you talked about having, especially when you were deciding, like, you know what, I'm willing to leave the country, right, to get to my goal and having that, that friend there, right, that was able to say, like, yep, go ahead and do it. I'm there to support you. Um, when you finally do get to this new country, 
Um, what what was that like? And um, what was what was the level of support that you had there? Because again, uh, again, an untold story, which I don't think a lot of um, our pre meds know. Right? There's a lot of people who get accepted to med school and don't finish med school too. Right? Like it's it's not a um, you know your 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 ticket isn't stamped right just because you got accepted to the school. Right? Work still um, has to be done even while you're there. Like what what was your what was some of your motivating um, you know, uh, you know, foundations that you had, uh, once you got to a, a whole different country. So I'll say this, um, I believe God put it in me that I was to be a physician. Um, I love and it. I talk about that in the book as well. So I got so desperate with getting rejected multiple times that I was just like, I, I was going nuts. I literally would sit there and pray, God, I feel like you put this in me. So if I'm not supposed to be a doctor, please take this out because I can't take not another rejection letter. I can't take another, you know, uh, secondary application that goes unanswered. I just can't take it. It's driving me nuts. This is my umpteenth application at this. This is my cycle. I If I don't get in, then I cannot take this anymore. Like this is literally torture. And it was hard for me, especially when I was a little bit younger, before I even went to the University of Florida. Because, like, some of my sorority sisters, they got into medical school right away. And they were, you know, well, almost done with medical school. And I still hadn't even gotten in. And so it, it, was, a, it was a shame for me that I, you know, had this passion to be a doctor. And I keep knocking at the door and it wouldn't open. So I, I would say, I, first I of love all, that. I love that. It, it, it's, it's real. It's just like... How come this isn't happening for me? If this is not supposed to happen for me, then please take this desire out because literally I was going insane. Mm. So I think all of that fire and determination and lifelong wanting to accomplish this goal propelled me anyway. And so something my mom always used to tell me is like, if you want to do something, don't worry about how long it takes you to do it. Because if it's for you, the time is going to pass regardless. The time is going to pass if you're going towards your goal or if you're not going towards your goal. So you might as well spend the time pursuing the goal and trying your best to get there. And if it's not meant for you, then it's not meant for you. Do not look at how long it takes or however, just do what's in your heart to do. So I had a lot of fire and passion inside of me to continue to go um, and pursue it. Um, so when I got to Dominica, <laughs> if anyone's ever been to Dominica, you guys know how crazy it is when you land because it's usually like this little tiny plane and you can't even see the runway for a while. All you see is like this lush green forest. You literally feel like you're landing in Jurassic Park. And then somehow there's like this teeny tiny runway. It looks like you're about to like land in the ocean. That's mm. where the airport is and you land and then you're in this place. And so it was surreal to actually be there. I knew what I was there for. It's not a super touristy island. So it's not like me going to Barbados or Trinidad or Aruba. No, it was, business, I'm there to business. get down to business. Yes, get down to business and get this done. Um, but I had, I had a lot of support from the school as well. And I, and I really commend Ross in that there's, a lot of rumors that Caribbean schools 
want you to fail out and they don't want you to succeed. And now looking backwards, it's like, that doesn't even make good PR sense. Why would they spend all this money in marketing and trying to get students to come to their school and then not have any success stories or not want as many success stories? So Ross gave me the tools to succeed because my first semester, my first couple of tests did not go well at all. And that was another ego. You talked about that. You talked about that. Yeah. I'm not going to go into that story because I'm telling a lot of stories from the book. No, no, they got to get the book. They just got to get the book. Yeah, you got to get the book on that. We're getting general. We got to do general on them. So they are like, oh, what what, was Um, that story? Exactly. But long story short, when I thought that I was going to have to turn right back around and go back to the blustering cold of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, Ross University gave me the tools to succeed and to continue to succeed. And I'm very grateful for that. And I think that um, a lot of Caribbean schools, like I said, get a bad rap because of, of, you know, how big some of the numbers are that people that may fell out their first semester. I always tell people Ross and Caribbean schools are kind of like an upside down triangle, meaning they'll let a lot of people in, but not necessarily everybody gets out. Mm. And so whereas American schools are the opposite, they're more like a pyramid. So they let a few people in, but the vast majority of people come out. Right. So even, even, even get- ones who you're like probably shouldn't come out somehow end up <laughs> graduating with you and you just yep, gotta make a they, you, gotta, you just gotta make a mental note all right i gotta make sure i never send in my patients to <laughs> well that's a little scary but yes <laughs> i i fully understand but along the way um ross will give you the tools and i'm speaking of ross because of course i'm a ross graduate but they will give you the tools to succeed if you take advantage of them if you humble yourself and realize that you've got to do something different than what you've done in the past um that maybe that you need to go that extra step that you thought you didn't have to take then there are opportunities there for you to to succeed so how how important is um, the act of humility um, as you're going through your journey um, to become a physician. Like how, how if you if you had to if you had to give one of one characteristic trait uh, for any pre med uh, who who's going to read your book or is going to listen to this and say like if you got this like you sh- you you you'll not say 100 percent okay but like you'll definitely be benefited from it. Like how how where would you rank humility in that? Um, if not number one, number two. And that would be in second to or in first place to determination. Mm. You have to be very determined and very humble. I think the smallest things humbled me in medical school. And I think any doctor can say that. But I remember I was just telling this story to someone um, a couple days ago at work. Is that I remember when we dissected the hand in medical school. And I'm like, I didn't. Who knew that everything was so intricately woven in my hand and seeing, dissecting the human body and being just in awe about how fearfully and wonderfully we are made as human beings, how just to the tiniest detail and how maybe in my body, this nerve goes here or this artery goes there, but in your body, it's a little different. So that is one level of humility and determination because I never really did well in anatomy. I had to study very hard <laughs> with that. Um, 
but two, you have to always realize that you, you must know what you don't know. And whatever you don't know, you need to try to find the answer, period. And I think that's will carry anyone through their medical career. And once you find something that you don't know, realize you don't know it and don't take it in as offense, but take it as an opportunity to develop yourself, become a better physician, become um, a better advocate for your patients. And just those two characteristics can just will take you very far in your career. If you remember just humility and determination. Love it. For as, as, as you're going through your journey as a medical student and it's getting to, it's getting to the time when you have to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. Right. Which I've always argued from a timetable standpoint is crazy weird um, that you literally get like three years and not even really three years. You, you, you don't get that much time to kind of decide what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Um, what made you decide the career field that you're in now? So I have wanted to be an ER doctor since 2009, I think. Okay. So um, while I was at the University of Florida, I got a chance to study abroad in Ecuador. And at that time, I was pretty gung-ho. I wanted to be an OBGYN. Milwaukee has a really high teen pregnancy rate. And so I felt like if I was an OBGYN, I could be a voice of comfort and encouragement to young girls, especially um, young women of color who may not understand their bodies and um, maybe just do a positive impact on that stand front. Um, So during my time in Ecuador, I was supposed to be doing like a maternal and child health rotation there. So I was in the clinics with family medicine. I did pediatrics. I did do OBGYN. And my very last week, they had me in accident and casualty. And I was pissed because, one, I didn't know what accident and casualty was. And it, then... That, that sounds crazy. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, but guess what? It's the ER. <laughs> <laughs> Come to find out it's the ER. And so I remember my first couple of days there and how hectic and fast-paced it was. Um, it was literally myself, some other students, pre-med and medical students. Um, There was a resident there, well, an equivalent of a resident there. She was like a six-year medical student. So basically she was working as an an intern um, there. And we just saw people all morning. We didn't know who was going to walk through the door. Was it going to be a kid? Was it going to be an older woman? Was it going to be somebody pregnant? We had no idea. But I love the way that the attending and the resident just knew what to do. And they were so willing to teach us. And I remember the attending was like, oh, hey, can you give so-and-so an injection in Spanish? Well, you know, kind of broken English. I'm like, um, I'm not a pre-med. I mean, I'm not a medical student. I'm just a pre-med student. He's like, okay, so what? How else are you going to learn? So this is what you do. Come on, let me show you. And he showed me how to do mm-hmm. it. And the next one I did it and I was like, oh my God, like, this is cool. Now, don't ask me what I injected. It could have been steroids. It could have been recepin. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was I injected in this person, but the doctor told me to do it. So I did it. Um, but I just fell in love, Dr. Barry. I just, I love the fast pace of the, oh, what's going to happen next? What's going on? The working with my hands to seeing 
all different kinds of people from all different walks of life. So I remember leaving the rotation that morning and going straight to the internet cafe that afternoon. It was like accident, a casualty, um, United States, like, what is this? And emergency medicine popped up and I read about it. I think I've read about it on Wikipedia. I'm like, oh my God, this is literally what I'm doing. I didn't know that this was a specialty. I had never really been exposed to emergency medicine. Mm-hmm. And so from that point on, the more I read and the more time I spent in accident and casualty, I learned this is what I want to do. So I, when I got to Ross, I immediately got involved with um, the Ross Emergency Medicine Association. I kept researching about, you know, how to get into emergency medicine after going to a Caribbean school. I, I just, and just engrossed myself. Merch, in it. You were, you were, you were in it. Like by that, you were, you, were, you were stuck. You weren't going nowhere. Nothing. You couldn't, you couldn't convince me of anything else. And I darn sure wasn't going to be a surgeon after anatomy class. Mm. So, because I was like, oh my God, my anatomy is, is horrible. I, I couldn't, I, I, shout out to the surgeons. I remember being in anatomy class. I'm like, this is what they do all day? Like, I can't do this. This is, this is what? Like, my, my mind is running a mile a minute. I'm like, I'm trying to dissect. I'm thinking about, okay, for dinner, I got to do this. And when I get home, I got to Like, I was just, I was just, I was so like multi-track minded. Like, there's no way I could, I could do surgery. I was never able to focus enough on this one body in front of me and that's me too like my mind is everywhere all of the time so and i don't like standing up for long periods of time there's a lot of different things i don't like to be too cold i don't like to be too hot yeah me and the or i enjoyed it while i was a medical student for the 12 weeks i was on there but that is not going to be my lifestyle so (laughs) that question right and this is this is a question i have especially for for you as 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 you're able to look back right when, 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 if you could take snapshots in time, right, and say, "All right, this is the pre-med me, right? This is the medical school me, right? This is the attending me," or even, even one you could throw a resident you, right? Resident is always a blur, right? So uh, sometimes I don't even know what I did during my residency. Um, what would you say uh, was that transition that really kind of helped you, mindset-wise, be able to kind of move to and fro these uh, different stages of life, right? with different challenges, right? And you guys, you need to read the book, right? To get some of these challenges. Like, I'm telling you, um, some of these challenges that are in the book, I was like, wow, like, whew, shout out, shout out to her, right? And, and, and I'm reading, I'm like, okay, yeah, I was, I, I, my, my, my journey wasn't that rough, right? And she, she did it, no, my journey couldn't have been that rough. So definitely need to read this book. Um, what, what, what would you say if you could take a snapshot and look at those three different stages, right? Like, all right, like, that's where I was at this time. That's who I was at this time, and like this is who I am now. Um, kind of looking at, as a totality. Um, I think the one thing or the one phrase I would use to summarize what got me through all those different stages from pre-med to medical student to resident to even now as an attending is do it scared. Mm. Do it scared. You are not going to feel comfortable. You are going to stretch yourself. There's going to be times where things don't c- completely line up. And all of us in the medical field have a, a piece of a type A personality where everything just has to line up just so. So there's going to be something that falls out of place. But when it does, you still have to go on and do it scared. 
whether you're a pre-med student and you're scared of taking the MCAT, you got to do it anyway and do it scared and do your best. Where you're a medical student and you are, you know, surrounded with anatomy books and you've got to juggle your schedule and try to go to lab and try to go to this club meeting and all of that. And you don't know how you're going to make it through. You got to push through and do it scared. When you're a resident and you've got this person (laughs) that's coding in front of you and you don't know why Mm. you have to like run the code and run it scared. Like, okay, and just remember your ABCs and keep doing that until um, you can't do it anymore. And as an attending, um, since I'm only really in my second year as an attending, there has been so much that I have still learned and still am nervous about, like, am I right? Am I wrong? Is this is am I am I crazy? Did I overthink this? Am I am I blowing this person off? Like, double check it doesn't matter like I have to take care of patients even despite my nervousness and my fears and continue to double check myself and know that my training was optimum and that I know in my gut what to do and if I don't know then I know where to turn so but regardless I'm going to experience fear or anxiety or uncertainty at any different point in my journey, that's never going to go away, but you can't let the fear stop you. You have to do it anyway. I love it. I love it. And again, yeah, learning community and especially those who have not read this book yet. First of all, you read like, make sure link will be in the bio. So you have no choice not to read it. Um, like this is, it's such a gr- amazing synopsis, right? Because I think a lot of times, again, with that whole picture of the glacier, I think a lot of times people see that picture as the finished product, um, you know, where they're attending now, right? We're the boss now. We got people who's under us. And um, sometimes we're just as scared too, right? Sometimes we're like, wow, was that the right medication? Oh, should I? Like, I got patients, even now I'm thinking about them as we speak. I'm like, oh, wow, well, yeah, I wonder if I should have, like, added that medication versus that medication. Right. And this is a process. And I'm, uh, I'm see, class of 14, I don't know. I, I'm, Five years out now? Yeah, I had to think. I'm like, well, I want to graduate. So I'm like five years out, and I'm still having those questions. Um, and, and, and again, and that's why I, that's where I really love about the field of medicine, right? Is because um, you, it forces you to continue to have to be sharp, right? right? It forces you to continue to have to be on your P's and Q's uh, because you know when there's other people who are consistently looking at you as that, that person who somehow just walks into a room and even though you're taking care of a kid, you're taking care of a woman, you're taking care of an older gentleman, you somehow know what to do for every single one of those. And when you're on the outside looking in, right, when you're that pre-med, you're just looking at them and all like, yes. <laughs> like, how do you know? What are you doing? Oh my, you're so incredible. And you're just like, now it's just like, oh, right. okay. It's, it's, so it's, so I, I, again, and that's, again, all right, uh, lunch community again. I'm not blowing smoke, right? I I love this book. Like I said, I I read. I I had it. I had to get it digital because I couldn't wait for it to, for the physical copy. I mean, I still read it when I got the physical copy, right? Because it was it was just one of those things that, um, a, again, you you can think like, oh, this is just another book about perfect. Like, no, no, this is like real life, real deal. Um, and this is the the story of a majority of people who go through uh, this thing we call medicine. Um, that I don't think I, we, unfortunately, this types of story doesn't get out enough. 
so that's that's why I really think uh, you two for uh, being able to be uh, confident enough uh, in who you are, right? To put it out there and say like, hey, this is what happened. Um, but guess what, right? Like you still got to call me doctor at the end of the day. Like, again, at the end of the day, right? We could be, we, we could be, hum- we, the humble is great, right? But we confident as hell. Like, no, this is, yes. you still got to call me doctor. Like this, yeah, I'm, like, I'm don't, still Dr. Brown, don't, don't, get it, don't get it twisted. Like don't, Period. like you read, you can read the book uh, and then you call me doctor at the end, right? And that's why, that's why I love, loved about the book. Um, and that's why I get a love about you too, as well too, right? Just to kind of, and I love being able to kind of see you guys' journey uh, you know, as again, and I, I can, like I said, I can, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan from the, from the outside, right? So I can still look and see how y'all do. And like I said, especially cause we got the both, we got both, we got the same coach, right? And uh, for those, I've talked about him, uh, nauseam on this podcast. Uh, those who don't know, I've, I've always said, I would not be talking on this podcast today. Um, if not for what Dr. Dre like put in that battery and say like, no, Barry, you are going to do this. And yeah. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear it. Like it wasn't, he never really gave me the option, right? Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was never really an option of what I was like. No, 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 no. This is what you got to do. Typical like, Dr. Dre. I, um, I was like, um, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I, I guess I, I guess I'll go in this direction. Uh, f- before I let you go, right? I know, I know, we've, I've been talking to you forever. Um, like if you, if you, what was the one thing you would love? Like if they say, you know what? Like obviously, people are not probably not gonna read the book. Um, you know, as in depth as I read the book, but like, again, I'm, I'm a physician. I've been through a lot of those stories. Uh, so I pull a lot of stuff out. What's the one thing you would want someone to grab from this book and say, like, you know, if they don't get nothing else, if they don't hear what Dr. Barry's saying, right? Like take this from, from, from my story and it, and then run with it. So I think, well, let me backtrack just a little bit. You, you've been talking about mindset and I yes. want to continue to shout out Nina because she has been inspirational even to me. She is younger than me and also been an attending longer than I have. Um, but she has been inspirational to me as far as my mindset is concerned. So even having a, a partner in writing this book and having our stories played off of each other. And, you know, when she's tired, she's got something going on and she's busy in Kentucky. Um, I pick up the slack. And, you know, vice versa, when I've got something going on here and I can't focus on, you know, what are what we're doing, then she picks up the slack. So but she has been inspirational to me because of honestly what you've been saying and what you guys discussed on on your podcast when um, when she was on there is that no one is speaking to this group of people and for her to step up. And to be a leader and decide that she's going to share her story and be an advocate and be an encourager and be a coach to um, to others. That was really inspirational to me um, because a lot of times, you know, I think everybody goes through the, well, who am I to say mm-hmm. this or that or do whatever mm-hmm. I want to do? Like, I'm no X person or another person. And you can never compare yourself, but... What I love about Nina is that she speaks life and speaks positivity in so many people. And she's not even necessarily trying to do it at times. Like there's times she's deliberately saying, no, girl, you can do this, 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 and this. But there's other times, well, just by the way she carries herself Mm -hmm. and her demeanor and even her social media presence, it's just very encouraging and inspiring. And it inspires you no matter if you're a doctor or what have you in life that you can glean something from that. So um, saying that all to say is that I just want 
people to, even if you're not a physician or you're not even thinking about being a physician, to to realize that we are all human beings. Yes, you may see the quote glitz and glamour of the white coat and the prestige and the honor behind that, but we all can pick up from some some part of each other's lives that maybe have been a little bit difficult and maybe how I handle something you maybe would have looked at and said, oh yeah, maybe I should have done it this way or maybe I should have considered it that way. Um, I really just want the gist of the story to know that or people to know from the gist of the story that you can overcome no matter where you are and whatever your goal is. It may be a rocky road, but you can get there if you just stay humble and stay determined. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I know Dr. Nina isn't here to brag on herself. Um, so let me do some brag. Let me do some <laughs> Which she would never her. do. Yeah, she, she wouldn't. She's too humble, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> so it's, especially from my standpoint, because, again, I've been following her for, I think, about a year or so um, on some of her social media. Um, when I first saw her, I saw this person who uh, not only was deemed as this person, like, as like, like she was almost like a beacon, right? Uh, because I could see so many uh, pre-meds or so many IMGs, right? You know, people who went to medical school, but maybe out of a different country, um, look to her, right? Because she was actually one who was willing to provide answers, uh, that people that either didn't have or wouldn't give. And, and she would do it so selfishly and she would do, and she would just show up. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and we see, especially in our field, right. Um, that the people who show up consistently, uh, will always like outpace everybody else. Right. And, and that's what I loved about her was that she was consistently for that population, um, her for her IMG group, um, for her IMG kind of community. And that's why I, I couldn't wait to jump on her show and say, yeah, let me let me talk. Let me let me whatever I got to say. Let me know what time I need to do it, uh, because she's doing it as selflessly as possible. Like yes. she's really just giving just to give. And and it takes a certain mindset. Uh, to get to that point, right, when you're not even doing it for the result, right? right. You're not doing it because like, oh, well, you know, you know, if I hop on Dr. Gray's podcast, he'll do this. No, you're not even doing it for that, right? You're doing it because like, I really want to make sure that this person, right, can get all the information that they can glean from me. And hopefully that's enough, right, to get them to that next level. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, we love, we love Dr. Nina here. Cause again, I, it's, it's just, it's just a natural, right? Like it's just somewhere where again, she, she wouldn't, she's so humble. Um, again, she's sometimes, I tell her she's better than me. Uh, because again, when, when you have that level of credibility and you mm-hmm. work to get that level of credibility, you have some room uh, to be a little cocky and that's just not hurt. Right. No. So again, uh, shout out to Dr. Nina for real. Uh, because again, I, and I again, I her like her like I said. That's why I didn't even touch her side of the circle. Her, her side of the uh, the book was even <laughs> right. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, girl, and it's even just like the nitty gritty details, like the visas, the the rotations, oh, yeah. the, the interviews. I'm like, girl, yeah, Lord, she was, yeah, she was on it again, again. Uh, Lunch learning community members, uh, the the book. Um, is on, it's on, it's on, it's on, yeah, it's on Amazon. I got, off, I got it on Kindle. So, um, so let me tell you what I will do for your listeners. Talk, talk to us, talk to us. So for your listeners, if you go on stillmd.com, which is the book in our future projects, um, website, if you use the code lunch, L U N C H, you will get 15% off 
of your copy or autograph copy of Still MD. Oh, I love it. I love that. So and go ahead. And that's yes. it's only for your listeners. Code lunch. Perfect. Oh, and we'll, we'll make sure. Uh, it definitely be in the show notes, but definitely check that out. Again, like I said, we are. And again, I, I'm not just blowing hot smoke. I read a lot of books all day. I don't talk about a lot of books all day. Um, so when I do talk about a book, uh, it's because like I think it's a book you guys need to pick up, read, uh, absorb, and really take the message um, that, that is there. Because uh, again, it's, it's, it's one that is way more common uh, than most people realize. Um, and again, it's, it's really because unfortunately as a, as a physician, um, you know, typically once we get here, we don't typically let out, um, that side, right. We typically don't like put that side out in public, right. We just say like, Oh, everything is all rosy. I'm here. Boom, hard, I'm here. Hard, Look at me. Everything's hard, perfect. Hard, hard work. Get your, get your study on. You'll get, you'll get like, <laughs> exactly. Get like me. <laughs> Before but we no, let you go, I, I need, we need all of your, your, your show, your, 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 your website, your socials, all, all that thing we need so we can follow you as well. And follow, of course, follow Doug Nina. Definitely. But her stuff will already be there. Well, we need to know how we can get, follow you and your, your journey, especially, especially as a fresh attending. I love it. Yeah. Brand new <laughs> attending. So just really briefly, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Kimberly B. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, I think it's, at Dr. Kimberly B there as well. If you just look up Dr. Kimberly B, that'll pop up on Twitter. I don't really do. So I'm not going to tell y'all what my Twitter is. Cause it's like, yeah, it's going to be a big disappointment. <laughs> um, and my personal website is www.drkimberlyb.com. Um, Dr. Nina loom.com. And she's also on Instagram at Dr. Nina loom. And then for the book is still md.com. That's S T I L L M D.com. All right. All right. Again, lunch and learning community members. I, I, I told you we're in for a treat um, introduction and, you know, she, she definitely hit it off. Uh, definitely. Uh, first of all, again, shout out to Dr. Nina, who's not here, but uh, is definitely in our thoughts. Um, uh, you know, because again, she's amazing. Again, check out episode 133. If you think I'm lying, again, I, I don't need to lie. I, if I, if a person's amazing. I'll tell you they're amazing. Uh, Dr. Kimberly's also amazing as well, too. And we appreciate her taking the time out. Uh, and really blessing us, um, you know, schooling us, getting us right into the mindset. Like I said, as we speak, I'm about to throw, about must, I got to start thinking about some of my patients right now. Like, all right, let me make sure I, I tuck them in pretty well before, <laughs> before I get ready to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. I appreciate it on Dr. Nina's behalf as well and so we are going to continue to keep her family and her and our thoughts and prayers as she's going through what she's going through but i know she's going to make it through and her family will make it through strong so thank you thank you again thank you thank you for coming to the end of the episode it is your truly dr barry pierre i want to give my undying thanks to you for your support just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode hope you were empowered by today's episode Please remember to share this episode with at least two people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode. And if you have not already done so, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review. Leave a review there because your support is so, 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 so valuable for what we're doing here on the Lynch Learn and everything with Pierre Medical Consulting. And if you have not done so, go ahead and join the listserv. To join the listserv, it's very easy. Just grab your phone right now. I'll pause. 
Join the listserv. You want to text lunch learn pod. This is all going to be one word lunch learn pod to 44222. And you'll be on the listserv. You'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out. You'll know about new episodes before they actually come out because I usually tell my listserv members, hey, this is what I'm working on. This is the guests that you should expect to hear for the week on. Thanks, guys. You have a blessed day, and I'm going to see you guys next week.